the podcast today. It is Thursday, November 11th, and Alexandria has finally <laughs> followed station protocol and made her way to the studio. Welcome back. <laughs> in the building for the first time in almost two years. Mm, uh, two I years guess. in March. Which is still like five months away. <laughs> I guess, Whatever. I don't know. It blinked by a year and a half. I blinked and it was a year and a half later. Really? Because mm-hmm. other people would say this has been the longest time of their life. Okay. Maybe that was insensitive of me to say. But no, no, like, no. You're fine. I feel like there's a fair amount of people that like COVID just doesn't exist in time and space and like in our, in our re- recollection of the past. Uh, time you know? has been weird. <laughs> time is. Like, oh, yeah. That was two years ago. I don't know if it's because of COVID or not caring or, or whatever, but I have, more than ever, I have forgotten how old I am. So, okay, so this is a good this is a good example for where we are today. Do you know it was two years ago that feels like it was literally yesterday, the Cumulus Holiday Party? You know, it's funny you bring that up. <laughs> Why is there another one? <laughs> uh, in fact, there is. Oh. So, Deb, our HR woman, mm-hmm. I try to... You know, pop around the office and say hi. And uh, she said, "Are you are you coming?" And I said, "Yeah, it's on my calendar." She's like, "It was probably on your calendar before, and you never showed up." That's true. You were supposed to so. be my date. You left me by myself. Emma came. Uh, Emma was Floyd's date. Right? Didn't did Bethany or Ashley go? No. So it was you, Floyd, and Emma. Yes. Huh. Okay. And I feel like I was still relatively new-ish, so I didn't know any of these people. So it was fun. We play Family Feud. Uh, you can come with me again. It's I have to check. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> December. It's December tenth on a Friday. Oh, so people can rage, and it's at the Maybe. same place. Let oh, me nice. know. Let me know. Um, I meant to ask my dad again this, but I know uh, you talk about like time being weird. I think it was a year ago. Today, at least on Veterans Day, where we were talking about our connections to like people that we know and are, mm-hmm. are related to and their their service. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that conversation? No. Yes. 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 You know, I find I obviously I reflect on Veterans Day always about my dad now more than ever. I learned something new about him and his service that I did not know. Did you know? So my dad was in the Navy um, around Vietnam. He served in Vietnam, and um, he he doesn't talk about it a lot. But I do know it was like of one of his most. He's like one of the things he's most proud of is that he was a member of the U.S. Navy. But I did not know that that was at the time where they were still drafting people, so he would have still been required. He volunteered to go into the Navy, and I had no idea that he volunteered, not because he didn't want to get drafted, but black men at the time were getting drafted into the army and most always into like, I think infantry, like front lines. So the likelihood of them dying or not surviving was a lot higher. And so my dad chose to go to the Navy. So he volunteered to join and he joined the Navy and he served on a ship um, during a war but, you know, he obviously he like survived and came back home and lived a long, full life. It just shocked the hell out of me. It, it shocked me. I don't know why that that little bit of knowledge was just like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like, that like black Americans and black men, even in that time, 
had to choose how they were going to join because they knew inevitably their number was going to be called and they knew that they, statistically they were more likely to die than others. Making them cannon fodder. Another yeah. Another wonderful honor here in this country <laughs> that is, you know, that's not from... 1570 that's from 1970 my god and i know that that's like ugh. you know i don't know I, it just it was that little a little bit of my dad's in the generation where they don't talk about themselves a lot I don't, there's a lot about my dad and my mom that i don't really know but when you find out you're just like oh my god it's just, I don't know, it just shocked me some some awful things are it's not that long ago no no i'm re-listening to my my civil war my Yale Civil War course, because I always learn new things when I re-listen, and it's like 28 lectures long, uh-huh. so, and it's it's just it's just wild. Like this is about the Civil War, so 160 years ago, and I'm up to the the part as the war is winding down, and um, the Civil War amendments, uh-huh. which acknowledge the fact that slavery was in the Constitution and all that nonsense. And 160 years ago, and then you realize it took another 160 years for the Civil Rights Acts of the 1960s with Martin Luther King and, mm-hmm. and, and that movement. Mm-hmm. And, and then you jump forward another 60 years, and there's still there's still plenty of racism. So yeah, it is a slow, terrible, painful grind. Sure, sure. But yeah, happy Veterans Day. Thank you for your service, for all of those who served, who listened to us, and your friends and family. Um, I heard the breakfast was really nice today at the University of Toledo, so I sent a couple people and told them to enjoy themselves. And it's have you ever been? Uh, I they did a, a promotion with the station, the other station, a long time ago. So I'm, I'm that's when I became familiar with it, but I've never been. It's really powerful. Like I when I went one day because I was a vendor for the resource fair portion, and I like it was hard to be there and not cry. If that makes any sense. Now I was in the bowels of sadness from my dad. You know on the verge of passing but it was still just like I don't it, there was something about it being in the room with all those people and there was a lot of older individuals and I don't know it's just it's really well done and it was re- it's really powerful so I sent a couple people today and then ironically we saw two bald eagles in the backyard of the center and I'm just like oh how's that for symbolism <laughs> like maybe, bald eagles huh maybe someone's ceremony was lo- was missing two bald eagles <laughs> like when they release doves at weddings or funerals yeah. and it's like somebody go find the bald eagles right. <laughs> like where'd they go get Eddie and Scott back here they're not done yet <laughs> Merle and Burl uh with with that let, let's let's jump in animal stuff uh and let me be clear that um uh, that dog in the picture with me yesterday is not my dog. Yeah, we know. I could see how that was misleading. I saw Bethany's comment like, wait, what? And you, ba- I, We know that at one point you were looking for a dog, but I knew that it was just like you saw Sadie and you fell in love with her. And Sadie is a little sweetie pie. Like, she's cute. She is. Little chubbers. Yeah, she, is, she has a chunky body. <laughs> she has a chunky body. With her little body. head and little legs. Like and, skinny legs. Um, yeah, not my dog. So um, I apologize for any confusion. There is no current dog hunt. Mm. Um, and that's that. Is Sadie on the road to Cleveland yet? No, I for, so she's got a going away party this weekend. I don't know when she leaves. I think the end of the month. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, speaking of other things that I, I love, I don't know how I missed this, but this might be the one time 
in years where I do what you normally do. Oh, God, what is that? Stay up and watch Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I had no idea that Jonathan Majors was hosting. Usually, it, when I'm prepping for stuff, I'll see the list of hosts, and maybe I overlooked his name. And the November thing has been that uh, they've been teasing that Taylor Swift was going to be on in November, I think, because her Red album is being re-released or whatever with her own new work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> um, but I had no idea. Has this been announced for a while? I have not paid attention to SNL in some time. I normally just rewatch it on Hulu or something like I that. I thought you so and Thomas used to stay up and watch it. I would watch it on Sunday mornings. So, I yes, I just haven't caught up. I was kind of current the last season, but this season I haven't been current. So I didn't I haven't seen the Kim Kardashian thing. And um, I did not know that Jonathan Majors was on. So was he on last weekend because of the film releasing? No, it's this week. He's oh, it's hosting, this weekend. He's hosting this weekend. Okay, so do we think he can be funny? Like, we know he has range, but I don't think we've seen him in any, any roles where he's funny. I think Kang might be the closest. Yeah, and I think his adept way of delivering those lines, like being, he, he plays an evil, sinister character, mm. but... There was joy there, and he smiled. So mm-hmm. I, I, I absolutely think he can. What a handsome smile he has! Yes, yes. Mm. Um, I'll watch it. I'm, I'm interested and excited, and yeah, that's why I'm wondering how this thing all popped up. Usually, when you're on SNL, it's to promote something or to raise awareness. And this is what, like, two weeks after Harder They Fall came out, or no, one I think week? It was last week. Last so it's week. Just one week. Yeah. So I mean, I guess that's just the way the schedules Probably. fell. And I'm curious to see if, if that brings a lot of attention and eyeballs to a very good movie. Has Idris done Saturday Night Live before? I feel like he should have. He should though, if he hasn't. If I would make a small wager that he has, but uh, I'm not. I'm not confident. I feel like he'd be funny. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I'm excited for Jonathan Majors, though. I'll definitely watch that on Sunday morning. Repeat. Playback, whatever it's called. I'm hoping they sneak in a Kang. A, a Marvel uh and Marvel scare I feel sketch. like that's I feel like that's fairly reasonable where he's in his like get up and he's playing like some sinister character for kids at a school. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? That would be so funny. Or <laughs> you have to wear your masks. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, there's a bunch of news stories today to pass along. I didn't have any uh, monologue-worthy things, but um, UT has had an uneven football season, and all their frustrations were taken out last night on BG. <laughs> what was the score? I meant to watch. But I, I didn't get stopped to paying it. attention when it was like 42-10. Oh God! Yeah, it was. It was an ass kicking. Um, and there is some breaking news that Odell Beckham Jr. is signing with the Rams. Hmm. Good for him. Good yeah. luck to them. I don't think he's 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 not as good as he once was, and, and yeah. I know he is, he he has star power, but I don't know if he's a star player anymore. Last night's final score was forty nine to seventeen, so that marks the eleventh time Ugh. in twelve years that UT has won that game. Are they? I mean, are they gonna? Why do we even call it the Battle of 75 anymore? Like, it's not a battle. It's just the Toledo coming to Bowling Green to whoop ass. <laughs> well, I mean, they come up here. I think it alternates. You, I know. But, I, I mean, I get it's cute. But, like, it's kind of like um, Michigan and Ohio State. Like, you know what I mean? Like, come on. We know the outcome every time. No, you're, you're not wrong. It's more like when Ohio State plays, like, the in-state schools like Kent State or Ohio, sure. but you're not wrong about Ohio State dominating Michigan for the last 20 years. Yeah, and, I, and this is coming from a Michigan fan. Like, 
I'm just, come on, let's be honest. I'm very proud. So I have, within the last like five to 10 years, I've, I obviously know my college football and living here, it brings you really close to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was always okay with Ohio State fans. I know some people find mm-hmm. them insufferable, mm-hmm. but you can be insufferable when you've won a lot and they That's, have like mm-hmm. at a national level. And I guess, I guess through Lloyd Carr and then maybe even Brady Hoke, I think he was after Lloyd Carr. Um, I started to like raise my hand. I was like, you, you Michigan fans don't get to act like this anymore. Like <laughs> you're like an eight or nine Stop. one team. And, and there's nothing wrong with that unless you have a history of being a, a national program. And they, they weren't and they're still not. Hmm. And, and I feel like that has finally set in with Michigan fans in the last three years. And the annual beating by the Buckeyes has helped bring that about. And I know a lot of people what are... What is it, in a couple weeks? Uh, it's usually... Thanksgiving weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's that yeah. Saturday. Um, yeah. And I know a lot of people... I think some of that that quieting has come from Michigan fans being very unhappy with and let down by Jim Harbaugh. But I didn't think he was going to be any kind of savior anyway. I didn't know enough to think that he would. I like I. It, I also think it's just fun. Like it's all fun and games too to be a Michigan fan and have an Ohio State fan near you, or just like the general banter that's back and forth. I will say, some Ohio State fans, not all, like they have the pride as if their like youngest son is the star player on the team. Like each one of them have that amount of pride in their team, and I just have never had that much like love and pride for probably anything. And I'm a like from Cleveland, so like Browns, Indians, Cavs, maybe the Cavs. I've had that much pride for so, but I just I don't necessarily understand it. So I'm a little like, Ugh, that's annoying. But you know, good for you and your team winning. I guess mm. I remember when we won the finals, and I was on my way back from Chicago, and I was upset because I was stuck in traffic. The Cavs, I mean, won the finals. So I guess I understand like the 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 angst that you get inside of you for your team, and I can't imagine that on a regular on like every weekend. But, uh, yeah, good luck to Ohio State and their fans. Um, soul status. We've talked about that place before, right? The sneaker shop? We haven't, but I saw it. It's in the mall, right? Yes. I saw it the other day. I had to go to H&M, and I said, what is this? They're shooting a basketball in this place. <laughs> so, they. I don't know if they still have their Sylvania shop open. I'm sure they do. And I remember texting... Uh, Casey, when I saw my, my friend who was the GM yeah, of the mall, Casey. Mm-hmm. I texted her because um, she didn't let me know that Soul Status was there. Like, and I, I was I feel very like that's a crime. I, I was very upset with her, <laughs> and I said their rent better be zero. In fact, you oh, should be stop. paying them to be there because I was stunned. Although now evaluating it a little bit more, it makes total sense, and they're doing great business, Are but. They? As I expected, yeah, they're bringing in people. I can get like there's athletes, influencers, like at least once a weekend or more. There's somebody that that went in there to buy bags of shoes, and they have twenty four thousand followers. And that's why I said to Casey, I was like, you should be paying them to be there because they're the, the press that they're they're bringing to that mall, and that people who have a lot of money and a lot of notoriety are walking through that mall. Uh, to go to that store is is incredible. Like that's yeah. such an incredible coup for a quiet one too. For for it's tough for malls now. It's yeah. really tough, and the fact that they went in there is 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 a great get. 
um, two dudes. I'll show you the picture. Uh, Did they happen to have some sort of sneaker release at Toll House last weekend? I think that was a fashion thing. Oh, did, was it related to shoes? The um, Toll House brought in a DJ that is a, an acquaintance of mine from home, from Cleveland. And I was just like, Are, is, I think that's Toledo. I saw like social media photos. I didn't know she was here. So they had some uh, they had some fashion things, I think. The, the woman, the local woman who created jeans. Jeans, yes. No, I think that was separate from that. I think it was something. Anyway. So uh, we've talked about this before. Like, I would never say if you're going to do something criminal, hack the library. Um, Shame on whoever hacked the library, by the way. They're still rebounding from that. When I had a coffee with Alex today, the other Alex, yeah, he said that he, we were talking about something. He's like, who hacks the library? I was like, that's what we've been saying. Who does that? I mean, literally the like the good stuff. It's anyway. We yeah. Hack the library. Don't steal shit because bitches, you are on camera. So they put these two dudes who stole from Soul Status on their story, and I grabbed that one. If you slide to the right, there's another picture. Slide this way. Uh, yeah, there's nothing illicit or anything. <laughs> and I guess they posted stuff on their Facebook, and they got nabbed real fast when I was talking to Proctor today. And I guess TPD is familiar with them, and they have quite a long rap sheet. And maybe I'm being too idealistic, um, but this is what we've talked about for a while now. <laughs> Broke boys for life? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to give it to them. They're clever. But they're not clever. I mean, no. you, you should go to their, their story if it's still up and you just watch him sticking stuff like his shirt grows That's and grows. And in the middle of the day, like not even. I don't know what time it was. Wow. But I'm guessing I hope TPD does whatever. Although I was thinking about this, too, and I'm, I'm sure because I don't talk to Proctor as much as I used to. But I was like, I hope there's a happy ending. Um, maybe they can work there. And maybe that sounds ridiculous, but maybe we, they can be in charge of social media with their catchy catchphrases, <laughs> like their play on uh, "Bad Boys for Life," <laughs> "Broke Boys for Life." That's why they're stealing. But <laughs> wow. I mean, we, we've talked about marginalized and oppressed people who have not had opportunities, mm-hmm. and sometimes you bring that on. Sometimes you you bring the lack of opportunities on yourself, and sometimes you just can't get out of the hood. Um, but that was one thing I thought about. And they don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. But yeah. I think there's a fair, like, I forgot who I was talking to about this, but there's individuals that live in, like, neighborhoods where you would consider the people living there, like, not worth a damn. And, you know what I mean, probably don't, like, invest in themselves or their lives. And you come across some of the most intelligent people and some of the, like, most talented people. Um, I'll have to share this with you so it gives you some context. But there was something I saw um, yesterday, actually, a friend of mine shared. And there was a mom that shared a story about her 11-year-old that had gotten... Like, I think he got arrested and there was federal crimes against her 11 year old. So they, she got called to the school and she's like, what is going on? There was a county prosecutor or FBI investigator there. And um, apparently the school that this 11 year old went to was having lots of problems with the Internet. And this was still when they were doing half in person, half remote. And on the they would be going remote constantly because the they weren't able to the internet or something so school was closing down because they kept having trouble with the internet and it turned out her 11 year old had figured out how to manipulate the internet and which is like a 
cross state line Huge federal crime. crime. Right. And she's just like, what do I do with my 11 year old? And I was like, get him in a special school immediately. Right. Get him invested in tech immediately. Have like, the government hire him. Girl, like he will be the next Elon Musk, you know? <laughs> like, good for you. It's like, what do you, just because he's 11 and he committed a huge crime doesn't mean he still doesn't have potential right. and a good story to tell. I mean, that's TED why, Talk uh, 2050. But long ago, we hired a lot of German scientists during yeah. World War II. And <laughs> I mean, maybe we just see it on CBS and ABC crime dramas, government things. Like, But the people that are usually working for those people are were often like previous criminals. Mm-hmm. Like, you're better than our tech people. It, just, it made me laugh. And she's just like, yep, that was my kid. What do I do with this? What do I do? And I'm just like, good luck also. Because you won't be able to lock down his phone or any of that as he gets older and parental controls, please. That's like a cakewalk. Um, we The mayor has been gone all week. He's in Italy. Is he in Italy? I thought he was in Spain. It's Italy. Oh, Toledo. Uh, for, for what we do, there is a Toledo, Spain, but I think he is uh, finalizing uh, a sister city contract with Ferrera, Italy. What what qualifies a city to be a sister city? Oh, I have no idea. Cuz Toledo, Spain made sense. Same name. <laughs> you know? It makes sense. But what I mean, how does that work? I saw the picture and that like Mayor Wade bless his heart and this I'm not making fun, but like in his like oversized suit is and like in this like beautiful elaborate royal room and then that boom, Mayor Wade like you know what I mean? Like, not so regal. She's right, and you know, and that's not any shade. It's just like that. He's just a little goofy, you know. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know what comes with the sister city. Hopefully, when he gets back, there will be a long presentation about the perks and benefits. Like, do we get do like we it, get to travel for? Well, we're not gonna be able to. Yeah, that's, <laughs> maybe it's like the kind of thing I'll have to ask God. Matt's Melissa, because she lived over there for a year. She's familiar with Ferrara, Italy. Okay. But maybe if, like, I uh, I show my license, like how you get free admission to the zoo or an imagination station if you're a Lucas County resident, maybe if you go to Ferrara, Italy, you get 20% off with your license because it says you're from Toledo. You know, or there's, or we would then be some sort of city that takes in international students and vice versa. You know what I mean? Or maybe, like, we have we come up with some sort of way to, like, get students here to work and go to school in the u.s and then like toledo students can go there and get international experience i don't know that's that's interesting i'm curious to see what's going to come about uh what's the uh, so this weekend is makers mart have you ever been i have not you want to go maybe it's not my thing maybe. it's all like local craftspeople and artisans um the reason i bring it up and i had forgotten that it was this weekend because alex's wife callie We'll have a little setup there. There's like 70 vendors, and I know people love this thing. Mm-hmm. And I talked about it a bunch on the air today because. Um, Who are you waving to? It's for us. Um, <laughs> no, 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 not nothing. Uh, he's wearing. He's he's dressed nicely today. Oh. It would be like me wearing jeans. So it was weird to see him dressed as he is. Um, I think the only person I know that would be there is maybe Katie. Um, for sure. Yeah, Katie. Brewski Bites? Yes. Yeah, and she does, like, Toledo stuff. She makes, like, uh, doormats and uh, koozies, I think, and coasters. I'm curious to see how many people go, if it's a bigger crowd than usual or what, because I'm I'm still going to keep blowing this horn that 
if you can, like, this is the year to shop local because mm. you might not get your stuff. Even mm-hmm. if, even if you order it now, like, you might not get it because it'll be sitting in Perrysburg or it'll I, be sitting in Detroit, and you will not get your holiday gifts on time. I mean, I ordered a new credit card almost a week ago, and I just got notification that it just now shipped and should be here on the sixteenth. But they're still saying four to five business days. I'm like, mm, I think that's more like ten or twelve business days. Thanks. Yeah, you do not want to mess <laughs> like, with online ordering, mm-hmm. whether it's I mean, Amazon seems to have been okay, unaffected, because they can do so much of their own shipping, I guess. Oh, yeah. But I have one thing coming from Hasbro, and I I have to double check, but I think it's in Perrysburg right now, and it's been there for about 10 days. (laughs) So you have have major courage, or you had something specifically made, or a -a once-in-a-lifetime kind of gift that you've ordered online for a holiday gift. If not, if you can touch it, buy it here. So you know what I'm going to do? Because I'm also last-minute... last minute Larry and I will buy gifts like a day or two before and know they're not going to come in the mail so I'll just buy you a nice card and like print out a copy of the confirmation of what I bought and fold it nicely and put it in the card and say it'll be here in a couple days Merry Christmas Here's this, like, here's the tracking number. <laughs> right. Like, congratulations. But that's just because that's who I am to the core. And I have been that way well before a pandemic caused um, uh, shipping issues. Um, at Salvatore Capelli in Perrysburg from 9 to 3 on Saturday, there is a uh, women-owned pop-up shop. Um, and it's a Her Hug project. Oh, good. I know you like them. Who's the woman that you... Nina um, Cordor... Um, but there's a lot of ladies that I know participate in her hub. I think Diana Patton does. Um, a coworker of mine, Melissa, she does. Um, I just referred my one of my girlfriends, Hannah, who is a like a she has her own fix it business. So if you need her for any kind of like a handyman stuff, handy lady, handy lady, Hannah, um, the fix it lady, I think is her business name. Do you know the name Mike Hart? Um, how would I know that name? Uh, I'm pretty sure he owns a big ad agency Mm-mm. in the area. Uh, his name is, I see his name rather frequently. Uh, I know he is intimately involved with Good Grief. Oh, I may have met him, but I don't know. It's not ringing a bell. So I sent uh, my friend Dorothy at Good Grief an email today, and I, and I said, uh, tell me about my, my card. Mm-hmm. And she did. Um, and I said... He's a clown. What? Like legitimately a clown? So did you know during the Blade Holiday Parade, there is a distinguished clown corps that has been performing for 35 years? <laughs> Mike Hart is in this. I guess TSA does their face. <laughs> I might have misread the Blade article, but I think like, I think Joe Napoli from the Mud Hens is part of this too. Like, did you just call this guy a clown on on the podcast my god you're bold so he's an actual clown so in that case i may have met him because i feel like i've been to a couple events work related and there was a clown there so mike hart and other members of the distinguished clown corps um yeah they will be, I, I had no idea which this this could scare a lot of people are they off. taking new applications i have a couple ex-boyfriends that might be good fits. <laughs> And, I mean, um, I've been a member of the Distinguished Clown Corps for 20 years. 
Our kids are 29 and 27. So when I originally signed up, the kids were little and thought it was a neat thing for our children. Again, also Joe Napoli, the Mud Hens president, is part of the Clown Corps, and they've been going since 1987. Uh, they started out as 18 local business leaders who decided to dress up as clowns and contribute $500 to pay for the parade. This year, there's more than 100. They still make the same donation. And they have a mission statement to bring smiles and laughter to the faces of thousands of children and spectators lining the parade route. Very nice. So when's the parade? Saturday. This Saturday. I have to drive in it. What are you driving? A Jeep? The uh, the Q v- car? Yeah, the Q vehicle. Oh, that's nice. Who are, are you just by yourself? I believe so. Come pick me up. I'll bring Sunny. Uh, oh, company car probably not, huh? You can come. I don't think I'm doing anything on Saturday. So. Well, I got to be here at like 7.15. Do you need me here? You can come. Out of the ordinary. I'm sure Thomas has to be at work around the corner by around that time. Did you want to go tomorrow night with the uh, the light stuff? I think so. I'll have to let you know. I might need you to like swing like swing by and pick me. No, I'll talk to you. We'll talk about it. You know, we're still sharing a car until we get ours fixed. And I'm trying to hold on to my car for at least another year, so I don't have to pay those astronomical prices. Uh. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, well, I mean, it's, Philip is trying to sell his car, and I'm trying to help him, and I send him the way of Carvana. Oh, and he got a really good offer. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I probably won't be able to match that anytime soon. You will probably get more. You you will get more than you would at a, a dealer. dealer. But like you said, you got to go spend that money. So if you can swing a good enough deal somewhere for something, mm-hmm. it's worth it. Yeah. If not. It's it's not worth it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not trying. I'm like I feel like I've graduated to the next age of maturity, and that I am not like itching to get another car just because mine has like rust stains on it and is not as attractive. I'm just like, please, can can you can you just last another year? Like you know what I mean? Please, you're perfectly fine, my little baby. I came across someone's Facebook rant this morning. Ooh. ooh. And now I'm not as hot to talk about it, but I'll let you read it and you can just scan through it quietly and then decide if we want to bring it up now or share some thoughts or we can do it another time. It's it's pretty evergreen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I w- it, she is uh, having a rant about um, she'll have kids when she and her husband are ready to have kids. Mm-hmm. I can, I know why this person and others like it are really, really upset mm-hmm. because I'm sure I just wrote a bunch of liners uh, for for Thanksgiving uh, that said like, make sure you stuff your face full of food so you don't have to tell your grandmother why you're still single. <laughs> so, I, I get the overwhelming amount of people who are older than you, who come from a different time, mm-hmm. uh, are maybe not even pressuring, but just asking and you're... You're up to your eyeballs with that shit already. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope people don't... I don't know. I don't know if, if if you need to take the feminist approach with it. It's just a different time. Yeah, and I think that, that if we're referring to like unlearned behaviors that like as a society we have adapted, can we even think of any of those like traditional behaviors of... Single motherhood. Maybe like some of, you know what I mean? Maybe that's a behavior that is so deep in our like just 
DNA to want to see a couple know that they've maybe been married for some time. So automatically assume children are coming and then ask about it, that it's going to be hard to rewrite that. Yeah. Rewrite each person compared to just programming yourself. I think it's fair to establish your boundaries, especially with people around you. And maybe that's their way of doing that. Um, but it like there's going to be a fair amount of work that you're going to have to do to continue to combat it mentally and emotionally because it's going to continue to come at you. You can't rewrite every single person. And sometimes people are well intended, but that doesn't mean, you know, they just are. They're just well intended. And I know that there's I mean, sometimes if you're asking somebody that that maybe has been trying or is really having a hard time, like I, I guess I can relate in like a when are you going to when are you going to find somebody or maybe even with Thomas and I, when are you guys going to get married? And that was a sore subject for me because there were so many things that he was still working on in his life that I felt like were holding us back from that I, in turn holding me back. So I would be sensitive when people say, well, when are you going to get married? My my you know? grandmother thinks I'm still going to be a doctor. By the way, she's dead, but I'm sure she's still thinking it. And I don't think there's any... Ma- Maybe there's like one relic of a relative of yours who just can't get over the fact that you're not doing this or making that. And I think everybody else just... it's it's a, to, You bring up the DNA aspect. I was thinking of like, you know, family building over the last, you know, 150, 200 years. But you're right. Like... It's it's wired into our DNA to procreate. Mm-hmm. So that's a and I get it. Everybody's entitled to a Facebook rant, and mm-hmm. if more people are grilling you than just bringing it up, I can see why you would get a little wild. But you're you're right. It's going to take a long time to to rewrite that, and we're we're going through it right now because you've got people your age who kids. I mean, career became important. <laughs> Kids went down the pecking order, and that didn't have anything to do at all with, like, the debt load that people are dealing with. Yeah, it just, you know, I, there was a large point in time where I didn't think that I wanted kids. And that was, like, there were so many people that when I would share that, they're like, excuse me, what? And I said, kids are a big deal. Are, are people not thinking about this thoroughly? Like, are you not thinking about if you can afford daycare and diapers and feeding another you person? Can. You can do that. Like, that's, it's a huge deal that you really, I mean, ideally... While they say, like, you can't plan everything, like, ideally, you might want to, unless you have the privilege to not have to worry about that kind of thing. Luckily, I'm not, I mean, unfortunately, I'm not that kind of person. But then at the same time, I'm just like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I have the energy level that they deserve. I don't know if I have, and and at the time, I hadn't met Thomas, and so the response was always, oh, when you find the right man, you'll be ready. And I'm like, oh, thanks. So, like, let's just put that all on a man that I find a, a, a good partner and all of a sudden I'm going to want to, like, fill my vagina and, like, uterus and procreate. Like, I don't think so. It doesn't work that way. Sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> that, that, that goes back to the pressure. Yeah. And But I can understand why people would say once you meet the right person, your mindset will change. Mm-hmm. Whether it's I don't want to get married to, I will get married to not wanting to have kids to wanting to have kids. And then there's probably some people who mistakenly say, you know, you might not want it, but the the time will come and you'll be happy you had a child. And I would warn people, like, you can't return it. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) Like, this is a big deal. And I would say I did meet the right person that changed my mind, but it wasn't Thomas. It was Colin and Andrew. Yes. Auntie, Auntie loves you so much. And there's that too. <laughs> you know, so it was just, it was like spending more time around kids. Because at the time, before they were born, I was the baby in the family. You know, like I was the, 
that was me at 26, 25. So, yeah, I, I mean, I do understand the argument, but realistically, like, um, you can lay out your expectations for your immediate family. It reminds me of like, I, I don't know, maybe I, I hope I don't get shame for this. I, I am well intended. But like if somebody says, I now go by they, them pronouns. And it's like, I will absolutely respect that, but I might slip up. And I hope that, you know what I mean? And I will do my best, but I may not be perfect. And please just give me time, you know? So maybe that the direct friends and family that they need to establish that with, but having that expectation on just anyone you come across is going to be tougher on you than it's going to be on them. So, And while we've made so many great strides in the last handful of years, maybe kickstarted by Me Too stuff, and we've listened to people more and believe people mm-hmm. and, and, and all that stuff, just how I was always concerned that as mental health awareness grew, one of the very small but palpable negative side effects was, oh, I'm, I'm bipolar. Oh, I'm OCD. Mm-hmm. And everybody thinks they got... So, oh, I hate that. Oh, so much. And it's a small percentage of people, but it can bounce back in a negative way to the larger people who are still actually trying to seek help. And I compare that to with where we move forward with Me Too and everything. Mm-hmm. There is a little bit of... Everybody's looking to be a victim in some way. And it takes away from the people who actually are, mm-hmm. as opposed to whatever might be... Like, I know people like to throw around the word, you know, microaggressions. And there's a gray area for me with, like, was it a microaggression? Or is that just a, a fun phrase you like? Or to your coping skills? Or your inability to just walk away from something? Um, is is that what it is? But Probably a little bit of both. It's, it's always a little bit of everything. Oh, probably a little bit of both. But I agree with you. I have a hard time, and especially as a mental health professional, when someone is self-diagnosing. Mm. And I'm like, you have no idea how serious that is. That's not something you want to go around saying. And you want to spend adequate time like finding out if that's really what's happening with you. Because once you do have a diagnosis, you don't go back. You know what I mean? And it's, it's like, let me put in front of you people who really have this diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And then tell me if you're the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, shut up but for that particular person I have this is my favorite time of year myself and a good friend of mine Kwabi like share memes all the time because it is black thanksgiving hashtag black thanksgiving time just look it up on twitter or facebook I will instagram hashtag black thanksgiving you will find the funniest memes and like um um what what do you call that when you retaliate against somebody like come back like the the just well where's your boyfriend oh. or it's like I don't know Aunt Bertha where's your second baby daddy <laughs> like uh, there was a time like 2 years ago when Floyd and Philip were in here mm-hmm. and they they would yell you out you just fall out black yes. family clap back yes clap back yes thank you thank you where it's just like a geez how many boyfriends are you gonna have like i don't know how many evictions are you gonna have auntie like <laughs> it's just hilarious so just i encourage that person to um hashtag black family thanksgiving and you will find plenty of clapbacks for your family asking about kids um what else do you want to talk about I don't know. Welcome back to the first time in the studio in is 20 it over, months. Is it over already? It's been 35 minutes. 35 minutes.
45 minutes. Aren't we normally like an hour, I guess, if we don't have anything to talk about? Eh? It has been slow news-wise. Like, there's not been a lot to dive into a whole heck of a lot of late lately. I suppose. I just, I saw your alert about Chief Bird. Did they share what's going on with that retirement? I don't know. Uh, the fire chief of only three years is retiring. He, from what I recall... I wonder if he's felt some pressure because of other people's opinions. Uh, it's been super weird, and I think he had to deal... And I'm just speculating here, mm-hmm. mostly baselessly. There's been a lot of racial insinuations mm-hmm. against TFD. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, minorities have not been promoted equally. Women as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all been stories under his watch but I think that this was happening before he actually got in there and maybe just all that stuff was not what he wanted to deal with and it became too much and too burdensome. And I think the public opinion of like TFD being understaffed and like it being dangerous like I can't imagine like people go hard for um, for service like for first responders go hard for them so like if TFD had if there was a significant amount of like fire department staff that were they were understaffed and maybe overworked or they were, you know, it was inherently dangerous because there wasn't enough of them. I can imagine friends and family like going in and it is also speculation. So it's not, you know, we don't know for for a fact, but he seems like a really good chief. So it seems like a bit of a loss that he's leaving. And I hope it's not because of the pressure. My, a good family friend of mine is the chief of police in Cleveland. And he also announced he was stepping down and it was just like he had received a lot of criticism. I mean, Tamir Rice you know, all of this stuff that happened in Cleveland, the rioting and whatnot. So um, it, I, we all kind of reacted to it because it's just like, I can't imagine he's relatively young. Like he's not of retirement age, you know, so I can't imagine why he's stepping down. That's unfortunate. Also blackmail. So mm-hmm. that's unfortunate. Um, maybe it's just been, it's been too much over 20 months. Sure. Uh, the accusations and allegations and then all the COVID stuff. Like that's a lot. It's a lot of stuff, so. I don't know. You might, like, in the great resignation, there might be a fair amount of leaders, like, moving on. Because they led their team or their their organization or their department through a pandemic. And then once you're comfortably out of it, you're like, okay, it's time to go because I've had enough. You you (laughs) You know. I can relate to that. You got you got your last ten years in in twenty months. Mm, I, mean, I can relate to that. Who was our health director for Dewine? The woman we all liked. Oh, uh, Amy Acton. Doctor Acton, yes. Mm-hmm. And like the well, that was just straight up abuse and threats. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was just fucked up. <laughs> you know, but She's like I sent them to save lives and <laughs> offer medical information, not get people outside my house. I mean, really, yeah. All right, well, I'm glad to have you back in here. I missed it. Corgis are welcome. Yeah, this is definitely better than like in in different rooms. I feel like it's easier. Just it is. It is. Um, All right, you you have to do. You still have to do your bye. Oh, are you ready? Yeah. Bye bye.